Hey, uh, can I talk to you about something? About when you want to give me more of your money? No. I was just, um, I'm in love with you. Hi everyone and welcome to One True Pairing, aka OTP. I'm Marissa. And I'm Erica. And today, Erica, we have a real life couple joining us, like an actual OTP. There's an actual for real couple in here with us. It's so cool. They are happily married writing duo with a new book coming out. It's Jennifer Miller and Jason Pfeiffer. Hi guys. Hey, Hey. thanks for having us. Yeah. Will you tell our listeners a little bit about each of you? Sure. Um, So I'm Jen. I am a freelance journalist for the New York Times, Washington Post Magazine, and a bunch of other places. And Mr. Nice Guy is my fourth book. Nice. And I am Jason. Uh, and I am the editor in chief of Entrepreneur Magazine. And my background is all in magazines. And uh, so this is my first book. Yay! Whoa, congratulations. Thank you. Awesome. So we're talking to Jen and Jason today because they wrote an amazing new book called Mr. Nice Guy. It's on sale October 16th, and we're discussing it because we're talking about rom-coms, and it feels like the best segue in because it's just like a rom-com on paper. So first, Jen and Jason are going to take us through the book and tell us all about it, and then they're going to talk to us about their favorite rom-com OTP, and then we'll have a game because we always have a game. Game, game, game. Yep. How's that sound to you guys? Great. Good. Um, So tell us about Mr. Nice Guy. Um, So Mr. Nice Guy is about two journalists, Lucas and Carmen, who every week sleep together and then critically review each other's performance in competing magazine columns. Um, Jason, do you want to talk a little bit about who Lucas is and who Carmen is? Sure. So Lucas modeled loosely on my own experiences of coming to New York. Uh, Lucas, although what I'm about to say is not my story, left his predestined life in North Carolina where he was expected to be a lawyer and marry his high school sweetheart and live the life that his parents and community expected of him. But what he really wanted to do was be a writer. And so he came to New York to pursue that dream and got a entry-level job at a magazine called Empire. Then uh, on his early in his early days there, goes out on the town, picks up a woman at a bar, his very first time doing that, goes home with her, his very first time doing that, has a one night stand. It's amazing. He is so, so thrilled with himself up until the point where a week or so later, he picks up his own magazine, Empire Magazine, to discover that he has actually slept with the magazine's sex columnist and she has eviscerated him. (laughs) And that is Carmen Kelly, our other main character, who is... Jaded has been at this way too long, uh, was really shunted into the sex writing world, which is not where she wanted to be, but got kind of pushed there because she was the attractive woman in the the office and um, has kind of always been looking for a way out of it, but feels very stuck in it. And uh, uh, the two of them are going to continually collide throughout the book. I like that you prefaced that entire explanation with, it's kind of based on my yeah. experience, but not <laughs> but really. really. This was not yeah. me. <laughs> well, right. Uh, parts of it, so the the major part of it is that I moved to New York after breaking up with a very long-term girlfriend mm-hmm. and so had to figure, and also moved here for, for to, to be a writer, to be an editor, really. And 
I had to navigate dating in a way I had never dated. I I had I, I had been with my college girlfriend for eight or nine years. Yeah, and, and for the record, I had never dated either. Yeah. I also <laughs> had I, well, I had been living in New York, but I had just come out of when I met Jason. I had just come out of a eight year relationship. Wow. wow! So we were actually really lucky to meet each other because usually when you've been in a really long relationship and then you meet someone you don't know how to date, and when you tell the person that you're seeing that your last relationship was eight or nine years, they run. Yeah. They right. run very quickly. It was it's very dangerous information. Like you drop that thing and they're <laughs> out. Marissa, yeah. see, FYI, more more credence to the fact that I can never actually date again and Ron is stuck with me. <laughs> that's true. He that's is stuck fair. with me. Um, that's great. That's good you guys had like similar experiences so you could come together and be like, oh, yeah, it was a we great understand each relief. other. Yeah. It was yeah. a great relief to learn that she had she had come out of the same kind of relationship that I had. Because yeah. otherwise it was impossible to explain. Yeah, and I love that about the book. Like, I feel like you really do get such an insider look into the magazine world and also like just the craziness of life in New York. Like, there's parts where Lucas gets just swept up into these insane parties with these people he would never normally like talk to and that's kind of new york you have those nights where you're just like what life am i living yeah. but it's awesome and then the next day you're back at your job and hungover and <laughs> having to write whatever and yeah yeah i always felt like my job in particular i mean i, I was very fortunate right I, I my job when i moved here was men's health which is this very large consumer magazine and we got invited to all the parties and then i started doing the celebrity coverage for a while which mm -hmm. means that i was getting invited to the Movie, movie premieres. premieres. Oh, wow. yeah. oh god. Oh, so awesome. cool. Yeah, those were amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Um and then we went to actually I think at least one or two um movie premieres at the New York Public Library, which that actually that those experiences made it into the book. So we mm -hmm. actually have a scene um in in the novel in Mr. Nice Guy where Lucas goes to a fancy party at the New York Public Library and we um you know, we basically direct directly lifted a lot of stuff from our own experience and put it in the chapter. So nice. it was great. Awesome. Yeah, it was really like, it was. Just, it felt like having a key to a other world. Like there's another New York yeah, where all yeah. these people go to these cool things and we had access to it. And yeah. It felt amazing. It, like it never got old. Now we're jealous. <laughs> <laughs> I've been jealous, so. I mean, how did you guys meet? You said you met after leaving two very long-term relationships, but how did you meet? We met on OkCupid. Okay um, nice. In the dorkiest possible way. I, we love dorks. Go. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Jason, so we had both been date, doing a lot of online dating. And Jason had come to the point where he wanted to stop dating people who he knew he had nothing in common with just to kind of get the experience of dating and then to start try to look for people who he might have something in common with. So he typed into the OkCupid okay search, Jewish journalist, and I was the first hit. <laughs> wow, <laughs> so specific, so specific. And then, um, and then he sent me an email, and he used a semicolon. We don't no. remember the sentence, but he used it correctly. Um, you which, did. I'm sorry. That's, that's like, you're a keeper. That's, that's like right. a power that's move. I know. Yeah, that is a power move. And so. I had to get a drink with him because right. most people writing and this was pre-swipe, so people, you know, the profile was the whole thing. Like, and um, I was like, oh my god, he knows how to use a semicolon. Like, who is this unicorn? So we went on a date. And I that, love it. And there it now is. we're now we're married. <laughs> the and power we have a novel the, coming out. The power of the semicolon, man. Good for you for knowing how to use the semicolon properly. You don't understand it's an actual talent. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> no I mean, one ever uses it properly. It is. 
it's Marissa's not so actually right that now. complicated, no, it. but it's just, it's, yeah, it's a real, it's a deep cut of, uh, <laughs> yeah. of writing. It's a deep cut. Well, and it's, you know, you obviously must use it professionally, but to be able to use it well in a more casual setting is what's really the talent, I think. So what made you guys want to write a book together and how was that process? Well, <laughs> we both made the like, we're going to speak and then yeah. at the same time, um, I'll, t- I'll, I'll start this one because I, I, it, chronologically it starts with me. I had the idea for the premise of this book, mm-hmm. not fleshed out in any way, but just the core, what would happen if two people slept together and then critically reviewed each other's performance in a magazine like that, that question popped into my head in my twenties when mm-hmm. I was corresponding with a sex columnist who had reached out to me asking for freelance writing advice. And the emails never got sexy or anything. They were yeah. totally professional. <laughs> but I but just having this email exchange with this person made me um start thinking about this premise and I didn't know what to do with it. And I, and I my background is in nonfiction and magazine, so I didn't I, I was I didn't feel equipped to like write a piece of fiction. Mm-hmm. So I tried a couple times and I failed and I kind of put the idea on the shelf and then many years went by and I met Jen and I kind of remember actually telling you about this idea like on our first or second date and you encouraged me to try to write it. Yeah, it was a great idea. Yeah. And so uh, so I tried and I failed again. Um, and and then we got married, flash forward many years. Jen sold her most recent novel, most recent prior to this one, and was looking for a new project. And I said, why don't you just, you should write the book that I'm never going to write. Like this idea yeah. of mine is never going anywhere with me. It can go somewhere with you. You know how to write fiction. You should do this. And Jen said, well, let's do it together. That's That's how it happened. Well, I also knew that the columns between Lucas and Carmen would have to be in the novel. And I knew that, you know, I could probably do it, but it wasn't really my strong suit. Jason, um, having worked in local newspapers and, and, um, you know, kind of done more of the op-eddy type stuff, um, you know, would just have a facility for that. So that's also kind of how we divided up the work. So we plotted the book out together and then I wrote most of the narrative, character development, Jason wrote the columns and then we edited each other's work and it was just a nice kind of breakdown of responsibilities. Yeah. That's amazing. Like I I Ron and I can't even do the dishes together. I can't imagine <laughs> the two of us writing a book at the same time. Oh, I make Jason do the dishes. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. You, I actually really do like doing the dishes. Um, I was gonna say we were talking about this. Like the book is so well written, and it and it's so seamless. You don't, you can't tell it's two people writing. And there were real strengths to both the narrative and the columns. The columns are so snarky and fun, and yeah. like really getting into their voices. And it's such a personal thing to have someone critique how you perform sex. Like, yes. <laughs> I, I have to be honest. When I first read this, because I read the manuscript when it first came in, that that was the thing that really struck me the most. Yeah. Like, wow, these two are actually like they're going in on each other about how they perform in bed independently. And the way it was written was just so smart, Mm -hmm. but also very biting. Yes. And it was was super entertaining. No, thanks. Um, I actually think that that is, you know, it's usually not about sex specifically, but that's really kind of um, classic to the rom-com trope where – uh, where you've got the two people who are kind of frenemies in yeah. the beginning and their relationship evolves. Yeah. This had a very, like, how to lose a guy in 10 days vibe to me. Yeah, um, I've heard that from a yeah, lot of people. Yeah, just that, mm-hmm. like, you know, it has a professional setting like that one does. And just, yeah, they're yeah. they're in it for their own reasons until more happens, you know. So, <laughs> um, 
Now we're going to jump to a quick break. After that, we'll hear Jennifer and Jason's OTP and play a lightning round of one of our trusty fave games. So now we're going to shift into our OTP section, and Jen and Jason are going to tell us what rom-com they brought to talk about. Um, So who'd you bring? Sure. Well, since uh, we sold the TV rights for Mr. Nice Guy, we decided to pick a TV show. Perfect. And um, we've actually picked a couple that is perhaps the polar opposite of Lucas and Carmen. So Uh so our OTP would be Pam and Jim. Yeah! From The Office. (laughs) Again, with that, and you can tell, we had to go with the deep cut because Jason was like, I haven't seen a movie in 15 years. Yeah, it was really hard. That's such a good You know what, though? They were a classic. Yeah, and still Office Romance. I like it. That's right. Right. Yeah, it pointed that out last night. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so tell us about Jim and Pam. I mean, tell our listeners about Jim and Pam. Marissa and I know all about Jim and Pam, so... And why you love them. Yeah. I mean, so one of the things that I that I love about their relationship um, is actually that it doesn't start out contentious, mm-hmm. that they are friends from the beginning, but there's this glaring obstacle that is standing between them. Um, and they're also just good people. Yeah. You know, they're actually the only, I mean, you know, it's set up this way, but they're the only normal people yeah. <laughs> in the entire office. <laughs> um, and so you can really get behind them and, and and root for them. Although how how Pam could have been engaged to that asshole, like, yeah. just doesn't really make it, has you never know, really rung true to me. Every time I watch reruns of The Office that are super early before Jim and Pam get together, I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> Why? How can you look you at him smart, and then look at Jim yeah. and not be like, like, I'm making poor life choices. Like, you're yeah. a smart, beautiful woman. Here's this adorable man with floppy hair who is in love with you. What is wrong with yeah. you? Yeah. I, and, you know, it's interesting because this was, like, pre-John Krasinski, like, you know, muscling up mm-hmm. and trimming his hair. I loved but him still, then. I know. Yeah. I liked him even better then. Like, I started watching Jack Ryan. I'm like, okay, you're still, he's still very attractive, but... Jim. The Goofy yeah. Jim. Yeah. yeah. Goofy Jim was the best. Goofy Jim pranking Dwight. How do you not fall in love with a man who takes out the time to put wrap a stapler tape, in jello? <laughs> stapler in jello, wrap tape around someone's entire desk. Oh, I could go. I could go on and on. Your OTP is perfect. And they have, I mean, obviously the nature of the show gives them this, but they have such a good arc. Like they really mm-hmm. go through a lot of different scenarios that you would go through of like an office relationship and then getting married and having kids and like balancing your careers and. Yeah. It's a, do, you, do you guys remember how deep into the show they got together? I think it was like season three. Yeah. Was that sorry, like, Becky? Wow. I love that Pretty Becky's like, you're right. to make people wait. Yeah, it's a, that's yeah. really. You know what, though? I was, I, was, I was cool with it. I think they had their whole first kiss at the end of season two. And mm-hmm. then she was going to go through with the wedding throughout season three. And then she right. breaks up with wow. him. And right. then they start dating. This is really great memory for this. Do you remember? <laughs> I watch the show all the time. <laughs> did they tease it? How, how early did they start teasing it? Oh, from day one. From day one. Day one. Yeah. Oh, day yeah. one. Okay. They yeah. like it was always Jim and Pam longing yeah. can- glances. Yeah, across yeah. The-, <laughs> the camera crew is like asking, you know, when they're doing the candid interviews one on one, they're like asking Jim, and Jim's just kind of like, mm, yeah, got it. So yeah, when they talk like- about his, when they talk about their engagement, he says, "I bought this the day I met her," and shows off the engagement ring. That's one of my favorite yeah. scenes. Hmm. Oh, I don't know. I don't remember that. You don't remember that? No. Oh my god! I don't know if I've ever actually watched the whole show like all the way through, like what? start to beginning. I watched like all the reruns and stuff, but I don't think I've ever done like a solid 
first season. I'm giving to you end the look season. that you give me whenever I tell you I haven't watched I Jane the Virgin. Know. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's know, there, a lot. It's a lot of seasons. Yeah, but you watch Jane the Virgin. Yeah, but I. I love I love that show because you can just pick up any episode and just all right fine fair yeah you need some background <laughs> knowledge for oh I was gonna say there's a uh, there's a movie that I, I don't remember the name of maybe this will prompt something but probably not there's a it's a scene with a um, like a young guy and this this like dad figure and the young guy asks the dad figure um, for, like how he knows that he found someone like to, to marry. Like mm-hmm, how, how do you mm-hmm. know you found that person? And the dad figure says something like you, you want to find someone that you want to be in the bunker with. And uh, yeah. I don't remember the movie, but I remember that line because I liked the visual of it. And I feel like Jim and Pam were like the kind of perfect articulation of that. Because mm-hmm. right? because all around them is craziness. They're yeah. in the bunker. They're yeah. in yeah. the bunker, right? But they're in the bunker, but like they're in the bunker inside the bunker, right? Yeah. Like yeah. All these other people are nuts. And that's like, that's a good relationship where you mm-hmm. find someone who you feel like you feel like you can... The, the two of you together um, like hold against the wind. Yeah, and uh, and Jim and Pam are just surrounded by weird, crazy people who are unappealing in their various ways. Yeah, <laughs> and um, but but like but together they're they're able to kind of um, make it work. All right, I don't think we have to say whether or not we ship it or skip it. I think we ship it. We all ship it. I yeah, think we all ship it. Ship it. <laughs> ship it. Ship good, it. Good. Okay. Marissa's giving me such dagger eyes. Right. I'm so scared for my life now. Not. Okay. Please See. don't kill me. Game time. So we always play games. So um, it's game time. <laughs> Love it. And uh, our game today, um, we've never played it with a guest. We played it with Erica. Which no one um, actually, we should never play this game it's with called, me again. It's called Dating Advice with Erica, but we'll have to change the name for today. <laughs> so today it will be Dating Advice with J&J. I mean, full disclosure, I was could not have been worse at this. <laughs> no, you have great at it. I have not been on a date in 17 years. It's more like love advice than okay, just fine. dating. We'll go with love advice. Love so, advice is fine. Because um, uh, Erica has been married almost 10 years this yes. year, right? This year is 10 years. Congrats. Yeah. Thank you. Shout out to being married. <laughs> <Woo>. <laughs> Um, uh, seven, yeah, seven for us. Seven, seven nice. Seven for us, yeah. And then two, two prior to that. So I guess we haven't been on a date in, not, in nine years. So, yeah. Yeah. God, it's still longer. How do I always manage to beat people up? Yeah, you guys dated like five years before I got married. We dated five and a half years before yeah. we got married. Yeah. So. So yeah, you really shouldn't be giving dating. It's been like 16, 17 <laughs> years since I've gone on a date. I should never give dating advice. I don't know what it's like anymore. Um, okay. Well, we're going to do this kind of lightning round style. So we'll give you the names of some couples and then you can each give us a bit of advice you have for that couple. If that, we've heard of them. If you've heard of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. this is going to be. Um, I, I'm just going to say random things. Yeah, that's, that's fine. fine. That's fine. All right, ready? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Ariana Grande and Pete Davidson. Go. I mean, I don't think that there's any advice to give them. <laughs> that is the most, they're the most amazing couple ever. I'm actually more obsessed with Pete Davidson than I am Ariana yeah. Grande. Well, that's so. fair because Pete Davidson is kind of perfect. He's he is perfect. Five Me. babies. <laughs> Five babies. Great. Okay. <laughs> Ariana Grande is like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Prince Harry and Meghan Markle. Seven babies. <laughs> <laughs> I would like Harry to help her get her Instagram back. Yes. Oh, yes. I miss her Instagram so much. I mean, she could do so much good with that. I know. Yeah. I know. Ugh. All right. Okay. Chrissy Teigen and John Legend. They already well, they have two babies. Baby. That I actually know. <laughs> I know they just had a baby. New random note. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
What's our advice for them? I mean, our sleep training. Sleep training, yes. <laughs> yeah, that, wait, wait, that was great. Explain that more. Oh, oh, my, oh, my friend Peter is super into sleep training. Yeah, me too. I'm, I'm the obnoxious. I'm the obnoxious person who's like, I, I try not to give parenting advice because parenting advice is obnoxious. Mm-hmm. Um, but sleep training is the one thing that I, I. Jason has entered the mommy wars. Yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah, oh. yeah. You let the kid cry it out. Advocate. They learn how to fall asleep. Yeah, and then you can sleep. And it's amazing. Okay. Um, all right. Next couple is uh, Justin Bieber and Haley Baldwin. They're who, together? Yeah. Apparently they're married. They got like secret married. Oh, for real? Yeah. Oh. Um, because I. <laughs> ten babies. Because I don't know. <laughs> ten babies. Because I don't know who she is, but I do know who he is. Yeah, she I, is. Um, is she the daughter? She's related to the Baldwins. I don't think she's like Alec Baldwin's daughter, but she. She is a, she's Baldwin, a Baldwin of the Baldwins. Yeah. Um, does okay. he still own the monkey? I don't know. What's the monkey? Like, Justin Bieber owned a monkey. He had a monkey. He had a pet monkey. Let's assume he did. Like, with like he an actual does. physical monkey? Like an actual, that, like, that a, my like a pet monkey? Yeah. I could be wrong about this. Now I'm getting a nod. Yes. Let's assume he does. Um, Sleep so, train the monkey. <laughs> uh, I was going to say get rid of the monkey. Okay. <laughs> get rid of the monkey. Because you can never love anyone as much as you love a monkey, and it'll just cause problems, Well, right? do you know what happens if you own a monkey? No. no. Oh, they hit maturity, and then they attack you. <gasps> oh. Yeah, we don't want that. <laughs> and you know, a monkey is really, really agile. Yeah. Like you do not want a monkey going at you. A monkey is like a human with just without the like cultural shame of behaving. Yeah. <laughs> and with We're five hands. Right. Hands. <laughs> right. Five, five hands. hands. <laughs> That's true. We're supposed to behave? Yeah. Whoops. Yeah. You're doing Hi, a good man. job. Okay, okay. So Justin Bieber, Haley Baldwin, I... get rid of your monkey. Yeah. Um, the last one's for you, Jen. It's Becca and Garrett from the most recent season of The Bachelorette. Becca. Be- Why? <laughs> Why? Okay. I'm sorry, but like. You don't just go liking racist things on Instagram and then apologize for it. I mean, that just doesn't, like, you wouldn't have liked them in the first place if you had a brain in your head and weren't a racist. And then apologizing for it, like, that just doesn't make up for it. And Becca, you're supposed to be, like, like an awesome feminist. And I, I'm just really disappointed. I'm sorry. Zero babies. <laughs> Jason, I feel like don't you and I just had a moment where I was like, I don't know what you guys are talking about. Well, she, uh, yeah, she, I didn't watch the season, but just from like what I've seen of clips, she seemed like the most like take no shit and I'm That's not right. going to put up with anything. And then uh, what happened? I, I have uh, important news. Mm-hmm. Uh, Justin Bieber, Bieber no longer owns the monkey. <laughs> oh, good. The monkey is now in a zoo in Germany. And according to Babe.net, exclusive, Justin Bieber's monkey is still traumatized from living with him. (laughs) Thank you for that breaking news report. Thank you, (laughs) Babe.net. Okay, and that's that. So thank you guys so much for being on. The book that Jennifer and Jason wrote together is called Mr. Nice Guy. It is on sale October 16th, so go out and get it wherever books are sold. We will put info in the show notes so you can find all the links to buy it. Um, where can people find you guys on social media? So you can find us at MrNiceGuyNovel.com. Um, you can find me at PropGen on Twitter, P-R-O-P-J-E-N. Um, same uh, handle on Instagram. You can find me on Twitter or Instagram at HeyFeifer, H-E-Y-F-E-I-F-E-R. Don't forget to rate, comment, and subscribe. You can subscribe to our show for free on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or wherever you get your podcasts. And we definitely want to hear from you all with your couple ideas, segment ideas, you name it. You can either tweet at us at OTP underscore pod or shoot us an email to OTP at com. That's OTP at M-A-C-M-I-L-L-A-N.com. Cheers. 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 Thanks, guys. <laughs>
One Shoe Pairing is produced by our goddess, Becky Celestina, with support from the fabulous Alexander Abnos and Katie Ferguson. The senior editor of Macmillan Podcast is the amazing Alyssa Martino. To find out more about OTP and all of Macmillan's other awesome shows, visit us at macmillanpodcast.com. 